0: Welcome to The Chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of The Chat Podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for The Republic Newspaper the chat podcast originates from your gospel station wygs a southern gospel radio station in columbus indiana if you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast please contact wygs at 812-373-9947 or wygs.org welcome to the chat Welcome, everyone, to The Chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock and can be accessed through radio station WYGS. You can hear it live stream and through podcast by downloading the WYGS website app. The chat is also available through iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. My guest today for the chat is Alyssa Mantooth. Alyssa is a mom, a pastor's wife, and has served with her husband in the Peace Corps and have also been missionaries to Peru. We'll be right back with the chat.
1: is near, I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out, of the
2: boat. Welcome
0: to the chat, Alyssa. Let's start today's chat by telling us about your family.
2: I am a mom to four kids um, and wife to Mike, who Nida mentioned is the pastor at Community Church of Columbus. And um, my four kids, my oldest, my son is Fisher. He's 15. He's a freshman. Um, And then I have a daughter named Olive, who is in eighth grade, a daughter named Sophia, who is in fifth grade, and a daughter named Everly who is in third grade, and um, then my family, my uh, larger family, if you will, is here also in Columbus. So my parents and my sister and I have four brothers that are spread across the country.
0: A large family. Yes, ma'am. Now I'd like to know a little bit about your work, the work that you do.
2: Well, currently, I um, actually have the gift of an opportunity to be a secretary here locally at Columbus North High School. Um, sounds crazy, but it's a job that I've always thought would be so much fun. I just, um, I love teenagers. I love working with teenagers, having relationships with them. And, um, not long after we moved here, God gave me the opportunity to sit at a secretary's desk in a high school. So currently that's what I do, um, for my job. I also, um, manage the social media for our church, um, Very part-time, just try to help people people be informed and in the know of what's happening at the church.
0: I'd like to get right into your testimony. Uh, I'd also like to know, in that testimony, when did you come to know Jesus?
2: Okay. Well, I came to relationship with Jesus when I was six. I accepted the Lord as my Savior. We were involved in a a church. My family was very involved here locally, and um, I made the decision to follow Jesus when I was six. And uh, we were faithful in church. We were uh, very involved. And so my faith has never not been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, as many teenagers do, I began the roller coaster of trying to play different roles, trying to, I don't know, maybe experience some different things, um, be a part of different groups that some were healthier than others. And um, so once I got to high school, I got really involved in um, campus life with youth for christ Mm -hmm. and um just had the opportunity to be surrounded by other believers who were my age who were on fire for serving the lord and at that time when i was 16 i had the opportunity to take a mission trip to india with youth for Mm -hmm. christ Mm -hmm. and um i believe that that was a pivot in my faith journey so it took me from a place of kind of knowing about god and um understanding the stories of the Bible to a new place of experiencing God mm-hmm. and really, um, I guess, seeing God's people around the world, seeing people of a different culture, um, of a different faith, and just falling in love with mm-hmm. um, with the world that God created and all all the types of people um, that are in this world and really recognizing that God loves all the people, even if they look different from us. And so that that is the point where really... Um, My faith took a new a new look, I guess, or a new um, journey. And I just I fell in love with the world and couldn't wait to serve God in the world beyond uh, the borders of my community and my my country even.
0: So you were a teenager when you came to not only know the Lord, but to develop a strong bond, a strong relationship with him. Correct. Where would you say your passion is? You know, we all hopefully have a passion when we come to know the Lord. He lays something on our heart that uh, that we're especially interested in certain things. Where has that been with you?
2: Well, I would say kind of, you know, to follow up with where God has taken us or taken me on my journey of faith, I definitely have a passion for the world, like a passion for different cultures mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. passion for different um, different ways of doing things, different different lifestyles, and just loving God's people as God loves us. Um, and then through that, I think something that has kind of evolved is a love for the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, ha- in, in several different areas, have worked with students, uh, specifically teenage girls. And um, I just really love investing in mm-hmm. students and um, just being a safe place for them to come as they struggle through their own journey of faith and just loving them well and guiding them with, with God's love and uh, God's word.
0: What a gift that is. We need more people in our schools, more Christ followers in our school that are doing what you're doing. Do you think that this is where your interest in becoming a missionary came from?
2: Yeah. So, uh, when I went on that first trip, when I was 16, I knew from that point on that God, like something that God had for me was to be involved in missions. And I didn't know how that would look. I ended up going again to India when I was 17. So I went twice before and after my senior year, but I knew that that would be a part of our long-term journey. And mm-hmm. it's taken on a, li- a lot of different, um, I guess roles. Currently mm-hmm. we're supporting you know international ministries from here Mm -hmm. and being involved in international communities here in columbus but i knew that that would be a part of my life long term
0: wow what a what a tremendous uh again gift god has given you to be able to touch so many young lives for christ yeah will you tell us about your relationship with jesus what's it like well
2: it's Always interesting,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um
2: so of course like with any relationship, some days I feel very near to the Lord and other days I feel very far. Mm-hmm. Um currently the Lord just has me in a sweet place of um I feel like it's a season of being refined. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're not going, we're not um of course we're serving in our community and in mm-hmm. our home and in our um in our church, but we're not going out and doing and so currently it's just a time of um maybe spending a little more time in his word than i have Mm -hmm. in past seasons Mm -hmm. and being still before him more than Mm -hmm. i have in past seasons because i love to go and do and be involved but right now it's just a sweet quiet time where god's teaching me some things kind of refining my character um my prayer is that my character would continually be refined to be more like Mm -hmm. him and so i think that that's kind of the process that i'm in right now and um although at times it's difficult and some Mm -hmm. some days it's creates for difficult days of lots of introspection but Mm -hmm. it's a really sweet time because i know that in the end i hopefully will reflect a little more of jesus Mm and in everything that Mm -hmm. i say and do Mm
0: -hmm. would you say that at least at times it's a restful place to be in can you ever use the word restful with where you are right now yeah i
2: think it is a season of rest you know our family uh specifically we don't we don't settle down a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> we're always mm-hmm. always going and doing and so yeah right now being at home being together there's not a ton of activity there mm-hmm. aren't um n- we don't have all of the normal distractions and so yeah mm-hmm. i think i think it's a really restful season and i'm thankful because i didn't realize until I came into a season of rest, how weary I had become.
0: Isn't it wonderful that yeah. God does give us times to rest? Yep. He has us busy doing things uh, often. Right. Uh, but He also provides rest for us to be able to soak in just not doing anything or not do, being as active. As as normal. He knows just what we need when we need it. Doesn't it? that's right. he, yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's an area or two where God is working on you to make you more like Christ?
2: I think um, being new to working outside the home. I haven't worked outside the home since I've been a mom. Mm-hmm. I had my own business at home when I was in uh, Texas before we moved here. And so working outside the home, I'm finding I'm working with um, new and different people all of the time. And, um, I think one thing that God is teaching me is just to be really, um, thoughtful with my Mm -hmm. words and intentional with my words and my Mm -hmm. actions. Whereas maybe I wouldn't carelessly perhaps, but maybe I wouldn't take so much, uh, so much into consideration when I'm speaking, I would just speak or, you know, act, I would just act, but instead it's, having to be more thoughtful, not having mm-hmm. to be getting to be more thoughtful and um, considerate of how I speak to people and mm-hmm. treat people, mm-hmm. because I my desire is that everything I say and do, again, would be a reflection of Christ, and that the people that I interact with um, would experience that and be blessed by um, the way I, I act toward them, and that they would know that it has nothing to do with me, but it's all because of God in me.
0: As you think back about being missionaries and working for the peace corps were there times that you experienced there was a lot going on or what was god teaching you by being active in those two well those two experiences were very very
2: different for us Uh um peace corps I, I would say was maybe the best and worst experience uh-huh. of our yes. of our relationship with the Lord and that it was a season of us being very far from the Lord and not being obedient.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um mm-hmm. in the way that we behaved in the way um that we not the way that we handled the situation, but it was not a super positive time for our relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. We kind of maybe even ran away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um versus when we were missionaries in Peru, it was such a sweet season because even even taking into consideration the idea of moving to Peru, you know, of selling our Mm -hmm. home and and all the Mm -hmm. things and leaving a community that we loved and taking our first baby out -hmm. of the country. um, All of those were like steps of obedience that we took with the Lord. He, he laid out the plan for us and we walked faithfully in that plan. And so then our relationship with him was so much sweeter Mm -hmm. and um, we were dependent upon the Lord and acting in that obedience Mm-hmm. With with everything. Um I wouldn't say the same for our Peace Corps experience, but yeah, yes. so that's the contrast of seeking the Lord and moving accordingly versus maybe seeking something that we like the idea of and moving
0: mm-hmm.
2: in that manner. Mm-hmm.
0: But don't you think, Alyssa, even being in a position at the Peace Corps and being away from the Lord, don't you think that God taught you some things about
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't M- M- Mike and I I think both would agree that we would not be the people that we are. We mm-hmm. wouldn't have mm-hmm. the relationship with the Lord that we do had we not experienced maybe the difficulties of that journey. Mm-hmm. And then we as we look back, we can see so many things that God did um for us during that time or or things that we learned that ultimately God used. You know, even mm-hmm even to things like the language school that we went to, ultimately God used that experience to allow us to effectively communicate his word and his love with people in Peru because we had already learned Spanish where we were. So yeah, we can see so many ways that God worked
0: even in maybe our wandering. Yes, yes. He can use everything in our lives, doesn't he? The good, the bad, (laughs) and the ugly. Aren't we glad?
2: Yeah, I think the hardest part is sometimes just Reflecting and recognizing that, that God's using yes. even the difficulties. Yes,
0: all things work together for those. Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, theme song for the chat is a song called Stepping Out. And this is a song talking about Peter and how Peter was, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to get out of the boat and walk to Jesus. So those were times when their faith God was wanting their faith and trust in him to be solid, to be strong, so that he could, you know, walk on the water. Can you give us an example, or, or even two, of times where God wanted you to step out of the boat like Peter? Just trust God. Go with whatever it is he has asked you to do. Sure.
2: So as I was reflecting on this question, the thing that came to mind um, – most recently, which was a big a big thing for us, was the move to Indiana. Mm-hmm. So we had lived in Texas. Well, at that time, we were in our community for eight years, but um, that had been our home community for the better part of 20 years when we were missionaries and mm-hmm. while we were in seminary. And um, there came a moment where a, a job opportunity presented itself, and we had always said, um, if someone pursued Mike for a position, we would at least consider it and if it was in if there was ever an opportunity in my hometown mm-hmm. which is Columbus Indiana we would also consider it however we really loved where we were so mm-hmm. um god presented this opportunity we we had the chance to um consider a position at a church here which was a new position for mike mm-hmm. he had never been the lead pastor of a church but we had committed that we would we would take that into consideration and again as we began to step into um, just each step that God presented for us, which it was very, very little steps at a time. It was like one thing, you know, we would take the step and then another step yes. would be presented. Yes. Um, but as we walked into that, it was scary and it was sad and it was hard and it was equally mm-hmm. exciting. And, um, you know, the, the possibilities were exciting. So we, we moved into those steps. And before we knew it, God had us packing our, our home and Mm -hmm. moving across Mm -hmm. the country Mm -hmm. to Indiana. So it was um, a season that was really sweet. Our family came to the conclusion together. We prayed together. We involved the four kids and Mm -hmm. um, spent a lot of time just seeking what God had for us. And um, although we probably would not have just decided to leave where we were, like Mm -hmm. I said, we were in a really Mm -hmm. sweet season. um, We knew that we knew that this was what God was taking us to next Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so here we are in Columbus, Indiana. We moved two middle schoolers and two elementary kids, and it was scary and difficult, but we
0: survived. (laughs) But what tremendous faith that took, Alyssa, for you, you and Mike to step out in faith and totally pick up and and go reminds me of abraham mm-hmm. <laughs> he just had to pick up right. and go yep. well this is good melissa <laughs> we've got to take a break and uh we'll we'll get back and and when we come back we'll talk about your prayer life okay we'll be right back with the chat
1: We're back with the chat
0: with Alyssa Mantooth. Alyssa is a mom, a pastor's wife, and she's had many, many uh, jobs and so forth, and she's been a missionary uh, to Peru. Well, Melissa, we were just getting ready to get into your prayer life. Uh, Those of us uh, listening would like to know what your prayer life, what it consists of, and so forth. Do you have a designated place to pray each day?
2: I do not have a designated place to pray <laughs> each day. I have a few places, and I'm finding now that I live further north, and there are actually seasons, that those places are seasonal. Currently, I love being in um, just our little living room next to the fireplace, where it's cozy and um, quiet. There's no TV, which is a nice uh distraction if i'm Mm -hmm. somewhere else Mm -hmm. so i i love sitting there and spending time with the lord but when the weather's nice my super duper favorite place to spend time with the lord is hanging in a hammock
0: oh yes
2: whatever part of Mm. town i can find i often will go um, Mm. to a church lot in town or go out to the state park or something and hang my hammock in some trees. And if I really need to spend time with the Lord, getting outside for me is the best place. But I find if I can hang in my hammock, it's like a physical reminder of the Lord, just carrying all of the burdens away. So um, Mm -hmm. although Mm -hmm. I don't have one consistent place, I have a few places I love to be and spend time with the Lord. But I find that um, as far as prayer goes, it seems to be more of a continual ongoing. I, I don't always have the opportunity to sit and spend lengthy time mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just in, quietly with the Lord. And so it's, a you know, from the moment my feet hit the ground, we're talking and um, processing through the day. I'm asking the Lord to prepare me mm-hmm. um, for the day, but also to um, just begin showing me Showing me conversations mm-hmm. that I should have, or um, going ahead and preparing my heart for hard things I'm going to face, and mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. me the, the words or the wisdom to handle those situations.
0: Yes. Would you tell us from early morning before you get out of bed until late at night when you go back to bed, will you go through a day of your, <clears throat> excuse me, of your prayer life? So
2: I think from the moment I wake up, it is a it's a thank you, Lord. Yes. I woke my my yes. eyes woke up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm facing another day, mm-hmm. and um, typically I get up and I, I wish I could say I wake up long before my kids, but that would not be truthful if I told <laughs> you that. <laughs> yes. um, since we all get up early and head out the door at the same time, Mm -hmm. um, typically I get up just a few minutes before them, thank the Lord for the day. And then as I'm going to wake my kids up, I'm praying over each of my kids and their days or their difficulties of what they're facing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as my favorite thing to do would be to turn on some worship music as Mm -hmm. we're preparing for Mm -hmm. the day. And sometimes we don't do that, but I feel like that sets the tone in our home for mm-hmm. uh, what we're facing throughout the day. And it just kind of puts God's word on our hearts mm-hmm. and in our minds. And instead of hearing the news, which so often can be so negative or dreadful, yes, um, and it's easy to turn on the news first thing in the morning, but I find that we turn on some worship, it kind of sets our tone. So we often will do that. Um, and then we will um, carry on into our day. When I'm taking kids to school, we're kind of, If I take kids to school, often I don't, but um, talk about what's happening. Sometimes we pray together before they get out of the car, specifically if we know we've got something difficult Mm. to face. Mm. And then as I walk into work again, I'm just asking God to um, guard my words, to guard my heart. Um, I think so that what I'm putting out is honoring to him, but also Mm -hmm. what my Mm -hmm. internal thoughts and how I receive conversations or situations that that also would honor him and then I'm just continually praying throughout the day um, and then as I work you know we have kids come into our office who often have difficult situations mm-hmm. and so it's an opportunity for me just to pray over those kids and no one no one knows that that's on my heart and in my mm-hmm. mind but mm-hmm. that's kind of what what the day looks like um, just praying that God would reveal himself to these these kids or Mm -hmm. adults either way in a Mm -hmm. new way um and then as i go about my day of course we um usually the busy happens in the afternoon so Uh we kind of just Mm -hmm. um go on and then again as i lay down my head at night before i go to bed i thank the lord for another Mm -hmm. day to get Mm -hmm. to serve him and be a mom and be a wife and serve in the areas (laughs) that i do
0: are there any prayers you pray specifically for yourself every day?
2: Yeah, so um, every day I just pray that my words and my actions would honor the Lord. Because if I act in my own, I guess, my own thoughts or my own reactions, I think often they wouldn't reflect mm-hmm. God's goodness, and often mm-hmm. they don't anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I have the tendency to react or... Um, not be obedient but my hope is that when i speak to people and the way that i treat people would always be a reflection of god in my life
0: always uh attentive to god working in you to make an impact on whoever you come in contact with it sounds like yeah
2: yeah my hope is that um
0: when people
2: have an or when i have an interaction with people that they wouldn't wouldn't experience me and my sinfulness but that they would experience god's love that maybe even they haven't experienced before
0: such an important prayer that is Alyssa. so important Mm -hmm. if god could only answer two (laughs) prayers for you what would those prayers be um well of course
2: my first prayer is that my kids would grow up to love jesus and to serve him in everything that they do and that um as they go about their families and their careers um maybe maybe god won't call them into ministry specifically i mean i didn't i knew that missions would be a part of my life but i didn't anticipate mm-hmm. serving full time mm-hmm. in ministry with my husband mm-hmm. um but i hope that and i pray that god will um that my kids will view their lives as a ministry to the lord no matter what where he takes them um and then ultimately it, another prayer that comes to mind and maybe this is Maybe a little bit selfish, <laughs> but um, I always pray that God will give me the opportunity to go and serve again. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, currently we're here and we're serving here and I'm thankful. Like It's such mm-hmm. a sweet season mm-hmm. and I wouldn't wish this away at all. Mm-hmm. But if I could choose for God to send me back out into the world to um, to know and love his people in a bigger mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and ultimately to experience him in a bigger
0: way, Mm. I would love for mm-hmm. that opportunity. Well, he tells us in his word that he <clears throat> wants to give us the desires of our hearts, and if you know, you just never yeah. know. None of us know from day to day when or where we will get the opportunity to serve Lord, uh, serve to Him. But uh, you know, so your desire to still be in a, a missionary right uh is still there and you just never know god is so good right well i can only believe that he's
2: given me that that desire and passion because it's something that he has yes designed for me so mm-hmm. i look forward to how that comes to light
0: okay what does your devotion time consist of usually my devote time
2: consists of finding a corner um where I can uh, be still and listen. Mm-hmm. I find that if I try to do it like I did this morning sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. it is much more distracted and less mm-hmm. less focused mm-hmm. um, than typical. So I try to find a quiet corner. And um, depending on what, what I'm doing for a devotion or a study, mm-hmm. um, it may look different. There uh, have been some times where my girls and I actually have – tried to do uh, Bible journaling and we will pull out all the supplies and we will work through verses together. Mm-hmm. And so a season like that, or even just bits, different you know, days when we get to do that, mm-hmm. um, it's obviously much more engaged and doesn't have to be so sure. tucked in a corner. And it's mm-hmm. really sweet to do that with my girls. And I love when I have the opportunity. But um, currently our church is actually reading through the Bible in one year mm-hmm. and I've taken on that challenge with them. And so I've been trying to just hide away in my room and read through those, those daily passages that are mm-hmm. assigned and reflect on that. Mm-hmm. But um, I also find that for me personally, the the best way for me to um, kind of study and maybe retain what I'm studying in God's word is to mm-hmm. write. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I like to, um, just either keep notes. I have a, a journaling Bible where I can keep notes on the side or at the bottom, or have a journal where I can keep notes. And it just kind of helps me stay focused and maybe pull out just a just a little bite of something to carry mm. with me each day.
0: Yes, yes. Do you have a favorite devotional? Um, well, I was reflecting on that. I really don't, because
2: I have the tendency to jump from one thing to another, but I have found... Um, there are some devotional journals that Dayspring puts out, mm-hmm. and there um, mm-hmm. there are several different ones. The ones that I've really been loving lately are 100 Days to whatever, the one I brought with me as an example, um, just to jog my memory, is 100 Days to Dream Your Heart Out. And so it's mm-hmm. like daily devotions mm-hmm. um, about dreaming with God. And so um, it has like a scripture prompt, and then it has a space to journal. And so that mm-hmm. I really like those because I think that um, they fit the time that I have Mm -hmm. available, but they also Mm -hmm. um, become something that I can keep and reflect on if I want to flip back and see, you know, something that I've written or something that God's shown me, then I can look back and see it. Um, I also because of my personality, I really like things that are visually appealing and these mm-hmm. journals are mm-hmm. really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. important to me. I sometimes wish it wasn't so important <laughs> but anyway. So do each his own. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Do you have a
0: life's verse?
2: Um, well, I never thought of this verse as a life verse in terms of the title, but um, when I was reflecting on that, I, there is a verse that always comes to mind, mm-hmm. um, and it's Exodus fourteen fourteen, and it says, The Lord will fight for you. You need mm-hmm. only to be still. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I have the tendency to maybe be a fighter a little bit mm-hmm. and want to defend myself or defend others. And in the last, I don't know, several years— uh god has brought this verse to mind so so often mm-hmm. in reminding me to just be still and let let him handle other people's circumstances or actions and let me sit back and watch him mm-hmm. do his thing and i don't have to involve myself cuz ultimately it probably would end in me not honoring him <laughs> with with treating others kindly or something like that so i really i'm encouraged by that verse to know that god's always taking care of situations for me
0: you know he talks a lot in scripture about us being still mm-hmm. and you know one of the verses says be still and know that i am god that's right and i think that's when we're, when we're still then we can sense his fullness his everything he wants to offer us and give to us when we're still he can talk to us and begin to make those things happen, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. What's one of your favorite books of the Bible?
2: Well, I really love the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As I was flipping through it again last night just to jog my memory on why I would love it, but mm-hmm. I think because I love adventure,
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: I love getting to be a missionary for the Lord, and Acts is a story of Paul as he goes. And um, so many adventures of, you know, being obedient to the Lord and following Mm -hmm. where the Lord has directed him and in good times and in bad, you know, Mm -hmm. ultimately he lands in prison, which would seemingly be terrible, but Mm -hmm. Paul still celebrates and adores Mm -hmm. the Lord, even with shackles on his feet Mm -hmm. and um, and how he ministers even to the prison guard. Mm -hmm. And so I just love Mm -hmm. that. The idea of that getting to go and do, um, because I think sometimes there's this idea that, that following God is boring or mm, dull, mm. um, and lacks adventure, but mm-hmm. I just, I have experienced so many adventures, um, through following the Lord that, mm-hmm. um, I feel like Acts has lots of stories of examples of that.
0: Mm-hmm. It certainly is a book of action, isn't it? Mm, right. <laughs> there was constantly something going on. God was moving. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, yeah, I can see your desire for, uh, you know, to be uh, where there's a lot of action going on. Certainly, Acts would be one of the best books to to. Find that in. Well, Alyssa, we've got to take a break again, and so, but we'll be right back with the chat.
1: We're back with the chat,
0: and I am chatting with Alyssa Mantooth. Alyssa is, oh, she has such good things to say. Uh, I'm just all excited just having you in the (laughs) studio today, Alyssa. Thank you. You're welcome. I'd like to talk to you now about mentoring and the importance of mentoring in each of our lives. Have you had a mentor? I've had some
2: some people mentor me, I guess, through uh, varying seasons. I haven't I don't think we've ever given it a title, you know, of, of someone I wouldn't call, have called them, Hey, this is my mentor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think specifically about, um, a a couple of different couples that, uh, Mike and I have really latched onto, um, when, before we were parents and then after we, you know, were young parents, um, a couple of couples that really just invested in Mm -hmm. us and in our lives as friends, as parents, Mm -hmm. they, um, gave us just lots of wisdom on raising godly children in um, kind of running a Christian home, those kinds of things. And so um, one of them, I think of specifically just a great uh, couple um both couples in Texas from the community that Mm -hmm, we came from. mm -hmm. But one of them, um, specifically, we worked in student ministry together before we had kids. And um, she just always was so intentional about the way she parented her children and then the way she led in student ministry. And so um, I was always asking questions, Mm -hmm. always um, asking to spend time with her just just to be in her presence because she had such a deep relationship with the Lord. And I wanted to... I guess, learn and grow from her as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And then we had one other couple, um, all of whom are still really great friends. We just have moved on to a different season where we aren't in contact as much, but um, who really invested us in in us in terms of being missionaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, They Mm -hmm. walked the journey of um, the day that Mike and I woke up and both at the same time really sensed that God was saying today's the day to Mm -hmm. pursue this and see where I take you. Mm -hmm. Um, we went to them immediately and Mm -hmm. they, they went with us step by step through the process and, and prayed with us and encouraged us and, um, visited us when we lived in Peru. They brought teams down and, Mm -hmm. um, have continued to really just be, um, kind of solid rocks that we can mm-hmm. lean on um invested in you Absolutely yeah I'm deeply invested in us and we feel like helped us raise our kids you yeah. know So I don't know if we would have called them mentors but that mm-hmm. is absolutely mm-hmm. the role that they have played in our lives
0: mm-hmm. Are they much older than you and Mike
2: Yeah so both of them would be like another I guess generation older mm-hmm. than us probably mm-hmm. 20 years mm-hmm. um older so an, a season ahead of us you know their kids were reaching high school, college age, um, and a little beyond when we were just starting our parenting journey.
0: Mm. If you could pick one thing from them that you've learned that's really stuck and you've used in your life, what would it be?
2: Um, I would say probably the most impactful thing has just been to invest in our children Mm -hmm. and to have Mm -hmm. real relationships with them. You know, we're a family. We talk about all of the things our kids Um, talk to us. We talk to them. Um, We spend a ton of time together and we just, we believe because of these examples that were set for us, we believe that our kids are worth the investment and we saw them invest in their kids and now their Mm. kids are Mm. invested in serving. And so, yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest thing, you know, as we didn't know how to parent, no one really does when you're starting out. And, um, I think them showing us that it is okay to have real quality relationships with your
0: kids is uh, worth it. As followers of Christ, we all go through struggles, Mm -hmm. times of discouragement uh, and times that are hard, whether they be be trials or whatever. I haven't met a Christian woman yet who truly loves the Lord and is committed totally uh, to him that hasn't struggled will you share with us some times of struggle in your walk of faith sure um this is probably
2: the most difficult (laughs) some maybe because it kind of takes you back you Mm -hmm. know to a difficult season sure and of course we've had daily struggles we've had um, financial struggles mike and i have been through peaks and valleys in our relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, as i think most relationships do but the biggest thing that, that comes to mind is a season um, shortly after Mike became a pastor, um, after we had been missionaries and he had gone to seminary, and then we moved to this community that we were living in. And um, I had my fourth baby and um, experienced postpartum depression mm. in a, mm. a huge way. And then kind of through that, I went through just a really, really difficult experience in the church. Mm. Um just um i guess through relationships and um just some some events that had happened and it sent me on a spiral into what i not so lovingly refer to as the pit Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was a season of several years of just Mm -hmm. being in a really terrible dark place um questioning questioning Uh, the truth of God, questioning um, relationships that God had given me in the church and outside of the church, questioning whether I even wanted to be a part of the church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, It was just a terrible, dark, hard season. Um, Of course, it was hard for my husband. It was hard for my kids who were very young. I had um, kids ages, well, five to six and younger, four Mm -hmm, of them. mm -hmm. And um, I by the grace of God, my kids don't remember that season, mm-hmm. which is probably the biggest blessing to have come out of it. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was it was just a hard season. I I don't even know how to say it was it was the most difficult thing I'd ever yes. gone through. Yeah, and ultimately, um, you know, the only thing that brought me out of the pit, mm-hmm. of course, was time. But um, when there was one specific instance that kind of sent me on a spiral, and when that instance happened. I I was paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I was already barely getting out of bed each day and um, barely able to accomplish the tasks that I had before me. But I remember driving to an elementary school parking lot, which later became the parking lot of the school that my kids attended, which Mm -hmm. is also just a sweet gift, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, driving there and sitting in the car and just saying, God, just remind me who you say I am, Mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't know you know who i am i don't know who i am in you but i want to believe and i want to trust you but i'm in this terrible dark place and so Mm -hmm. i just kept going to scripture and just um looking for like the the character of god and the way that he loves his people and then ultimately the way that he created his people to be reminded that what I had be, had come to believe about myself, which was something so terrible, mm, um, mm. ultimately wasn't how God created me to be. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's the very, very condensed version of sure. a really long, sure. dark season.
0: How long did that period last?
2: I mean, I would say probably two to three years.
0: Mm. That's a long time. It was a long time. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know
2: because of the difficulty of depression and Mm -hmm. the stigma that comes with it, it's not something that you just openly Mm -hmm. share with people. And so Mm -hmm. I would be willing to bet even my closest friends, many of them in that time had no idea Mm -hmm. what
0: I was going Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. I, as a counselor, I deal with a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are in depression, going through some tough times like that. And I can just, as a counselor, again, just kind of sense how tough that was for youth was god faithful to you in that time Uh, i mean
2: absolutely i'm here today right which is Mm -hmm. um just Mm -hmm. one huge thing but yeah so ultimately through that um (laughs) god did he brought he kept me to himself i mean i remember there Mm -hmm. was one sunday i I was absolutely not going to church i was just Mm -hmm. i had made up my Mm -hmm. mind i wasn't going Mm -hmm. but we were supposed to go on a trip Um, it was actually a mission trip and my husband said will you please just come stand in the back of the church Mm. and they're going to pray for us you can come for the prayer and you can leave and um one friend unknowingly she had no idea she was much older than i am and she did not know what i was going through and she came up to me and she hugged me and said i love you i'm Mm. so glad you're here and Mm. and that was really like something that it, she actually doesn't know. I should tell her one day <laughs> that she, sure, she really sure. was just this reminder. Like God gave her to me in that moment to say, mm-hmm. I love you and I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And I hung on to that for years. Mm-hmm. And Ultimately years later, my husband worked very close with her in the church that we were in. And, um, yeah. So he would like give me little bits mm-hmm. to remind mm-hmm. me that he hadn't left me. He hadn't forgotten me. Mm-hmm. I was still in the pit, but he was there with me. And so, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thankful that I, I'm not in the pit any longer and that God has been faithful and mm-hmm. um, continues to to work in my life and continues to use that experience, as terrible as it was, as a, a way for me to be more empathetic and more compassionate toward people who are experiencing something so difficult.
0: God sent an angel to you with skin on. Oh, yeah. Didn't he? <laughs> Big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would encourage you to take the time to write her a letter or to call her. And I can envision two women weeping deeply because that was such a marker for you. And you never know, it could very well have been a marker for her as well. I will do that. During uh, those times and tough times in your life, Alyssa, has God sent a particular song to you that has encouraged you has ministered to you has greatly helped you
2: yeah so as i was kind of reflecting on this of course again not dying to revisit (laughs) a difficult time yes um but i had just recently heard this song it's called no longer slaves i love the shane and shane version because i love shane and shane's worship my kids sing this at youth on sunday night Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. like I was reliving that experience all over again. This song didn't come out until after, kind of like toward the end of this really dark season. Mm-hmm. And so I can like mm-hmm. visualize myself standing in church, arms wide open, saying, "I'm no longer a slave to fear because I'm a, a child of God." I didn't have to walk in wondering who thought what about me or who, who had these you know ideas or whatever. Who knew what I was going through? Whatever. I didn't have to fear mm-hmm. any of that any longer. And um, I'm sure that this song would speak to different people differently. You know, mm-hmm. they would hear this no longer slave to fear and it, w- it would speak to different experiences. Mm-hmm. But for me in that season, when I could openly open my arms and say, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child mm-hmm. of God. It was like a, a visual indicator that God had freed me from the pit of depression. Mm-hmm. So
0: a confirmation, wasn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah. Is a gift.
0: Well no let's listen to the song No Longer a Slave.
3: I am a child God, and I'm no longer For melody, you surround me with. i uh-huh.
0: That song that Alyssa picked, part of it that repeats over and over again, as you heard, says, I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Boy, do we all need to hear that. Thank you for that song. Beautiful, (laughs) wonderful uh, song for us uh, to uh, get to listen today. We need to make one more quick break and then we will be back with the chat.
1: near, I'm stepping out, Cold Z
0: and his message is clear. Go tell the world about Jesus and
1: I'll go with you. I'm stepping out out of the boat, for the Savior is near, I'm
0: stepping out. As we start to wind down the program for today, Alyssa, I'd like to ask you. Has God laid anything on your heart that you would like to say to listeners today to encourage them or to help them in some way?
2: I think as I've shared a bit of my story, you can hear, hopefully, that um, my journey of faith has been a fun, adventurous journey. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that it would be awesome if we all looked at our walk with the Lord as an exciting opportunity and adventure. And of course, with those adventures um, and opportunities come difficult times, Mm -hmm. and we will all face difficult times. And ultimately, um, the outcome of those difficulties is dependent upon how we respond. If we allow Mm -hmm. God to work in and through us in those Mm -hmm. times, or if we um, maybe embrace them or become defined by them, So uh, just a bit of encouragement would be to turn to the Lord, no matter uh, where you are today, what awesome thing or what difficult thing you're facing, um, because God is faithful and um, Mm -hmm. he loves us and his desire is for good. And even in the midst of difficulty, he's good and he he will be good and bring us out of the pits that we face. I think the other thing that has come to mind is that Uh, When we hear stories of different people or women of faith, we hear, you know, some faith journeys are very deep and theological, Mm -hmm. and others are a little bit more simple. And I sometimes think of myself as a little bit more simple, but that it's all real and that um, whatever journey God has us on is the one that he has intended for us. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, he wants to be our Lord and he wants to be our Savior And um, he wants to be the one who directs our our paths Mm -hmm. and whether it seems um, very deep and theological on the Mm -hmm. outside or maybe even um, simple that ultimately it's all real and that we're all his children and he loves us all the same and has designed us differently.
0: Mm -hmm. So we're all like you said, we're all different. Right. And the way we respond and so forth. But to respond in such a way that is Christ like. Right is what people will really take notice to yeah
2: Yeah, i think god has us each on a different journey and to never feel ashamed that we're on a different journey than Mm -hmm. someone else because it's it's what he's created for us
0: we are each unique yeah and so that's that's how it it comes out Alyssa, will you pray with us
2: God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for um, just the gift of radio and the opportunity to come and have a conversation um, that uh, honors you, Lord, and that that tells some of of the way that you work in our lives, Lord. And um, God, I pray that you would use the words that we've shared today, Lord, that none of it would be a reflection of us, Lord, but only uh, be a reflection of you in our lives, Lord, and Um, that your light would shine bright through us. Lord, I pray that we would leave this place today um, loving you and walking in obedience with you, Lord, and that everyone that we encounter um, from here on, Lord, would just uh, see and experience your love. God, we thank you for your love for us and the way that you care for us, and um, we thank you that you will take us into our day as your children. In your name I pray, amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for coming and chatting with me today, Alyssa. Of course. It has been great, <laughs> really great to hear about your relationship with Jesus. Thank you too for just being open and transparent and real. You, you just really spoken to my heart as I have been in this uh, place with you. You've been a true blessing. And so I just greatly. Say thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning in to the broadcast of The Chat today. I look forward to future times when we can just sit and have a chat.
1: is near, I'm stepping wrote, and his message is clear. Go tell the world about Jesus, and I'll go.